evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 13th. Joining me in the studio is Dave Martin as we are ladyless this week. Uh, Rebecca Kohler and uh, Christine Walkinshaw is where? Christina Walkinshaw. Christina She's in Vegas. Yes. She's in Vegas for the big wedding of uh, a fellow comedian. Christine Von Hagen. That's where I got it mixed up there at the case. Well, okay. All right. We'll use that excuse. I'm going to be going down to that uh, wedding in uh, Las Vegas. This might be my last show. I've never been to Vegas before. Yeah, well, whatever happens in Vegas is never going to stay in Vegas with you. No. (laughs) Uh, Whatever happens in Vegas, I might never come back from. That's That's what it should be, actually. Uh, Um, This week on the show, we have uh, two great guests. We have an alternative rock band uh, based out of Toronto. A primitive evolution is here. And also, uh, a big news story in Canada, the first 3D film ever to be made and produced in Canada is a zombie movie called Dead Before Dawn. And the producer and director and writer and uh, producer, both uh, Tim and April, are going to be here as well. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, just me and you, Dave, this week. Yeah, that's uh, in regards to the movie, that's like uh, four titles and two people. That's right. Because you said producer, writer, director, producer, and uh, are one of them an actor in it? Yes, yes. Okay. I believe Tim is in it, yeah. Are both of them actors? Uh, I think, I know April is in the past uh, an actress, but I'm not sure if she's actually in the movie. We'll find that out. Oh, well, that'll be, uh, this is the uh, week of uh, uh, September 13th, uh, 2012, and uh, we're coming to you like we do every week from uh, the XM Studios in Toronto, and uh, you had... uh, you had quite a unique experience this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. I had my vasectomy on Thursday last week, and um, I'm still walking that off. Now, what, did, uh, what precautions did they give you as far as, like, when did they tell you when the next time you can ride a bike is? or next uh, time you All can... they said is no sex for a week. Okay, well, that's... no uh, masturbation for a week. No touchy touchy. Oh, okay. So, that, so okay. that's so about sex, it. Sex includes masturbation. Yes. Uh, they no. drew that difference. Yeah. What What is the big worry that? Uh... Well, for me, I have stitches, so I don't want them ripping. You yeah, know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess you want to leave those tubes alone for a yeah, while. Yeah. You know, isn't that a big Pink Floyd song? Leave those tubes alone. I think it was. I think so. Hey. Well, especially as a hey teacher, leave those <laughs> that's tubes right, alone. That's right. That's um, right. Uh, it was painful, and the thing is, normally you don't get. Uh, put under uh, for this operation. It's normally just a local anesthetic. They do a little cut, and you're on your way in 15 minutes. But for me, uh, when I actually went to get the pre-op interview done, uh, he grabbed my bag so many times, I'm wondering, is this some kind of weird thing going on? But it turns out he said I had too much tissue down there. And after I said, can we call my wife, and the ha-ha was over, he said it was serious, and that means I had to be put under. And luckily, they did put me under, he said, because there was a lot of complications. What like uh, what complications were well, there? Well, the main complication was my tube was wrapped around some fat and the testicle. So they had to actually take my testicle out, cut it, and then put it back in, I guess, I, I, the, the tube. And so it was just kind of we- some weird Play-Doh fun factory through a small hole in my bag, put the uh, marble back inside, sew me up. And my stitches literally looks like my cock is on a cross. So it looks like a crucifixion of my penis. It'd be funny if they put like a baboon's testicle back in yeah, where yours right. was. You know how you always hear those Or some weird... dead guy. Yeah. Yeah, or some s- dead guy's <laughs> testicle. 
or just or uh, or some other organ that shouldn't yeah. be there. Like a, you now you have a like a, a heart, a human heart beating in your, <laughs> in, right. your in your ball sack. Well, I get like Manson's testicles. So whenever I want to, you know, sleep with my wife, I want to cut her stomach open first. Ooh, come on. What? Well, that's where you, okay, well. Uh, that would be a heavy import on to, to bring yes. in Charles Manson's testicles. I think so. In a fantasy world, that would uh, yeah. that would be easily done. You could do that online. But now, now it was painful. It, it hurts, and like I said, it looks like a giant cross. It's awkward. It's weird, and uh, it's not going away. The pain. Well, okay. So what? So have they given you medication? They gave me Tylenol threes. That, that didn't that bother you're not a drug guy, but and didn't you want something stronger than? Yeah, those are a prescription. Yes, but didn't you? Couldn't you fake something and get something stronger? Like you'd, some you'd think oxy's or some perks or you'd anything think, like that. But they didn't give me nothing. Uh, okay. so if you want to take you some Advil in between, that's what I got. That old speech. Ah, uh, shit. That's As he nothing. took his like an Advil jacket off. Yeah. You know the uh, now. Why did you get it done in the first place? You didn't want to knock up your wife anymore, right? I like to fuck my wife. I didn't want to have her have any children anymore. Right. She wanted more children. I didn't really. That, that, she but, wants uh, more children. Look, two of my kids were born on the pill. That tells you something right there. My swimmers are strong. They just have broken hearts. That's all. <laughs> well, what uh, now? Fuck! I just now. Why does she want more kids? Because she loves kids, and yeah, it's great. No, but do, does she like kids or does she like children? Like. Because I think a lot of women just get bored once they sort of get to a certain age and then they develop attitudes. No, no and... she loves the whole process of the baby growing and seeing it become bigger and, oh. you know, the attachment to it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? We'll get you a plant. You like the portion a portion of the uh, the process. A little bit, the yeah. The fucking part. Yeah, I like the fucking part, yeah. Yeah, but then other than that. Then I after mean... that, the screaming and the sleepless nights starts to get to you when you're 41. Well, uh, and then how many of your children were... Planned. Well, I just told you two were born on two, the pill. Two were bo- so none, and then what about the one, last one? One was somewhat planned. What, which one was that? The second one. The second one, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. But the other two were born on the pill. It's like, but you know, it's complicated. Everyone thinks if you take the pill, it's all safe. It's no, not. It's, they if she you... drinks too much, my wife doesn't. But I never knew. If you drink a lot and you throw up, you throw up the pill. You fuck. You have children. I never even knew about that till doctors started telling me that actually happens. And look, the look of horror in your face right now—that actually happens a lot, Dave. More oh, than you may realize. I just I'm not with chicks that puke a lot. So, right. Or well, they know, drink. Well, they do drink, but they yeah. don't puke. So as long as they don't puke, then they're right. okay, right? Right. Uh, now, uh, what uh, there was. Um, yeah, you don't. Uh, you didn't. You don't want any. Have any kids? Was that a hard uh, conversation? To uh... we didn't actually have that conversation until on the way to couldn't the you, hospital. Couldn't you just pull out all the time and just be like, "Oops, I'm sorry." And <laughs> yeah, just on her chest. Yeah, or just you know, yeah. on the on the blankets or whatever. Sure, on the blankets. <laughs> yeah, not Michael Jackson's kid blanket. <laughs> hey, how'd that kid get in the room? Oh, look um, at that cow! It's crying on the, the blanket. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, so you got that done? And yeah. It was, uh, yep. uh, you're not a big bike rider, so you don't need no, to worry, don't about, worry about that. Yeah. It just, you know what? The bag of peas are okay. It's a cliche, but it helped a little bit. Now it's like I'm worried about that for like I haven't had an erection in like I didn't have one for like three days, which is odd for me. I'm not sitting here like I'm I'm ready all the time. But you know what it's like. You know, you're sleeping at night. There was nothing. It was weird. So the first time I had one, I was worried about pain. I was worried about the first time I took a shit if it was gonna hurt. It didn't. But there are people that say that that can happen Gosh. sometimes. What is your shit tube? Your no, but the pressure your... and you're bending over, and yeah, it's like okay. you know. What uh now? Uh, fuck! I just I, I I got questions for you, but I don't. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out uh, where they're all going to come from. Um, so uh, when it's, when can you? Uh, are you just you didn't you haven't had a heart on in a while? <laughs> since, since that's where we were three minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's something you like to wake up to, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and something... you want to make sure your junk works. So now I'm worried the first couple times after the seven days, and I'm going to, what's it going to be like? It's going to be weird. Is just dust going to pop out? Is like, 
It's going to be like a magic trick. Hey, look have, at this three million sperm disappear. Have they given you a percentage of like if you do, you know, you know, come inside your wife again? Is there going to be? For three months, I have to use protection. And they said that uh, one in one in 1,000, it doesn't even work. Like right. I still will get her pregnant. Yeah. And, or no, sorry, one in 3,000. And one in 1,000, you'll have a permanent pain in your scrotum for the rest of your life. One in 1,000. I'm not a lucky dude. Those are not odds I like. No. One in 1,000, a pain for the rest of your life. Shouldn't you ease into that? Shouldn't you say like one in 10,000, you get a hoof in the balls every six months? Did you know those statistics going into this? Well, he told me that at the pre-op. I'm like, holy fuck, are you serious? It's a little bit too late to, Yeah, exactly. It took forever to even get this pre-op. And the surgery it took me almost two years because no. of waiting lists and other horse shit. You know? But are you glad that you did it? Are you excited to? Well, we'll see. But you will still like shit. Will still come. Not shit, but you know, like cum will still come out, right? I hope. Okay, I, I, don't I don't know. Really, I don't because really, I, I don't know because of all these complications. He didn't tell me. He told my wife. It's never crossed my mind. I am uh, the. Uh, I've had. Uh, I've. <laughs> I'm. I'm the. Uh, I'm responsible for two miscarriages. I know that right. in my uh, life. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I did actually go to, uh, I saw, there was one time I was very hard up for cash. Did I ever tell you about the time going to the sperm clinic? And no. They, uh, I, it was like an ad in the back of a Now magazine. And, um, then they say, we'll, we'll uh, sell us your sperm. Yeah. So, uh, I went, I went to the little room. They had like, uh, they had like some VHS fuck, fuck films. And right. you watch one of those, you come into a cup and it's, it's weird going out. You know, it's it's like when you leave a video store, like a, if you leave an adult video store, everyone knows that you were looking at fuck movies in there. But when you leave, uh, like that little room in the sperm donation uh, office, you right. know, everyone knows you know exactly what you were supposed to be doing in there. It'd be funny if you just went in there to watch. Oh, yeah, I, I just, I'm I sorry, know. I couldn't. Yeah, uh, I tried and tried yeah. and tried, but thanks for the free porn. And then, uh, so uh, I, I give them my sample, and then uh, I come back a week later. They tell me that my sample is very low. Um, even though I hadn't uh, stopped riding a bicycle for that week that I was supposed to, before I was supposed right. to go in there, and uh, I did have sex with my girlfriend uh, like a couple of days before I went in there, so and that was a no, to? no, no. Oh, okay. And you're not supposed to before you donate. You got to build up your load, right? And um, so she told me that uh, my count was not very high, uh, which didn't bother me. Actually, it was a, a bit of a relief because I don't have children uh, in my future. And um, then she said, oh, well, uh, you know, your um, your count's not very high. And then she started saying, oh, but if you have some friends that would like to come in here and if they recommend <laughs> that if they tell you, if they tell us that you sent us in, uh, that sent, if they sent us, you know, that uh, you were the guy that told yeah. me to come into the sperm clinic, yeah. that I the would. The reference. Uh, yeah, I would get like a 75 bucks or something like that. Oh, the sperm reference. And yeah, Shit. yeah, yeah, sperm reference. And then. I would have done it. You should have told me. I would have went and done it. Well, I. I didn't, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard enough to get your friends to show up to uh, help you move a couch, let alone jerk off in a room and say that, that, yeah, my buddy told me to come in here. But then she started telling me like this, almost this jizz pyramid scheme of just like, it's like the, like the Amway of come all of a sudden of just like, so I tell two, two friends, friends and, and they then tell they, two yeah, friends. it was like oh, yeah. a, a lot of like that. Uh, I want to get to something very quickly. Uh, I got a text this afternoon from someone and uh, if you, if you want to come on this show, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we have, we don't refuse guests or anything like that. If you want to come in, uh, that's fabulous but if you're going to ask um if you can come in and do sure. the show at least know if the show is still on and we're still doing the show yes it is so fucking insulting um that uh you know when someone says hey are you still doing that show on xm and it's sort of like it's not hard to find out if right. we are still right. doing the right. show and it's sort of like it's then it's 
you know, it's sort of like, you know, when you're calling someone just to buy weed, but you still want to be the friends with the guy and just right. be like, hey, man, how are you? And then eventually it's going to turn into, hey, can you get me some pot? So because I just I got this message from someone saying, hey, are you still doing that show? And it was just like, you know what? Fuck you. Right. If you and that's why it's sort of like I always I always when if I'm going to approach someone and ask them what they're up to, I always kind of reference something that I know that they've done before sure. and hopefully they're still doing it if they've right. been fired or they're not doing it and they moved on to someone else that's something else that's great but I mean uh, when some just oh fuck just it's like please find out if we're doing the show or if the show still exists before uh, you decide to start asking us about Amen. Um, uh, whether we've done it before yeah she wanted yeah. she wanted to know if we're still doing that uh, XM yeah. thing don't worry Tracy will never be on the show no this was not uh, I know it was wasn't. I just her. said that to say it uh, okay we gotta go to break when we come back from the break we have uh, two different guests on each segment uh, Primitive Evolution the rock band from Toronto but first after the break Dead Before Dawn is coming out in uh, a few weeks and the director and writer Tim and April are gonna be here after the break Howdy, folks. This is Adam West, and you're listening to, oh, my God, anything goes with Darren Frost. Let XM Radio's Laugh Attack. And you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey everybody, back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 13th. And joining us in the studio, Dead Before Dawn producer, director April Mullen and Tim Dorn, the writer of the movies here. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, hello. So, um, we met you guys, or we went to your booth at the Fan Expo, yep. uh, which happened in Toronto uh, a couple weeks ago, the big kind of comic con for uh, Canada in Toronto. And you had a booth there, and you're pushing the movie, which comes out in November in Canada. But in America, you guys just signed a deal, it comes out when? We sure did. We just signed a deal with Guy and Vivendi today, so it's hot off the presses. Right. And we, it's the, the date is yet to be announced, but you can check on our Facebook site, and we will be announcing where we'll be in which states. And okay. we will be there with a the bloody Winnebago. So <laughs> the movie, just to, uh, so people understand, I mean, I got it from the website and the press release. Uh, there's a bunch of college kids that accidentally unleash an evil curse that causes people to kill themselves and turn them into zombie demons. Well, That's correct. It, it's like I saw the trailer for it, and it's the classic sort of like horror cliche premise mm -hmm. of just like you know oh if don't read from that book or don't open that box or don't don't uh, break i'm turning into mr magoo but it's sort of like <laughs> oh, don't break that vase or or that. open the book read the thing yes lightning crashes you know, and it breaks don't stick don't <laughs> right. stick your dick in those holes or like the old yeah. uh, get old, your dick out of the hole yes yeah, exactly always get right. in there. you know that you know you know the old joke where the guy the traveling salesman and the farmer says don't stick your dick in those holes uh but uh <laughs> <laughs> but, but the guy breaks the vase. They yeah. sure do. And, yeah. and, and then uh, uh, zombies. Uh, the, you know what? I, 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 in the trailer, you see that one scene of them standing in front of the uh, mm -hmm. football field. Yeah. And it's yeah, just great strewn shot. with bodies. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, 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 and so what is the inside the skull vase that causes everyone... There's there's an evil spirit inside that skull vase, mm -hmm. and uh, Christopher Lloyd plays this grandfather who who owns this occult shop, and he's the protector of this this urn. Right. And so that's where the classic thing comes in, where it's a bunch of college kids. Whatever you do, don't touch this urn. Yeah. And of, of course, course, they're like, Let, let's let's touch yeah. let's, let's touch, the, touch urn. the urn. And right. then it's they actually create their own curse. It's like they're the ones that come up with it, and then there's an evil spirit inside that sort of inflicts this ridiculous curse on them, and then it just goes from there. But so I was going to say, zemans are a lot of fun because they are zombies and they're dead, but because they're technically a demon too. Right. 
they can think. So they're manipulative. They can run real fast. They're imposable thumbs. Exactly. Oh, that's a big part of it. So, imposable thumbs is... A Zeman is not to be, you Ooh, know, Figure out a, a yeah. Rubik's Cube, open up a... Make a Facebook event page. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that's what that's who designed ours. Yeah, Zeman. One of the great things from the trailer that I did love was the idea that if you look at someone in the eye, they kill themselves, and then they come back to kill you. Yeah. That it's was a true. great little hook to, uh, you know... Because let's, let's be honest, there's been a lot of zombie movies in the last 10 years, yeah. and you have to find new ways to mm-hmm. kind of incorporate the idea of zombies, which from the trailer does a very good job of saying this is a different this kind of sets it apart from other zombie movies yep and the kills the, the are very unique in the film right they're very different and very you know zeman like now what now what uh what do you think was the zombie movie though sort of in was it the what was the, the zombie movie that made everything sort of turn around then it was like a huge now boom of zombie movies would you say 28 days later well, or this is something we got. Shaun of the Dead, too. Yeah, we got asked this recently because it's all of a sudden it is. A lot of zombie movies are coming right. out. And even when we were coming up with the idea for Dead Before Dawn, there wasn't tons of zombie movement at that time. There was, you had 28 Days Later, you had, um, you had Shaun of the Dead, you had uh, the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, yep. uh, well, Zack but, Snyder's. But Shaun of the Dead, when it came out, it, it had so many parodies of zombie films up yeah. to, uh, uh, in it that uh, you were sort of like, well, if they're parodying mm. it, then there must be all these zombie movies before that we can sort of laugh and go, oh, well, it's, they use that all sort of film technique in that one, too. Maybe it is. Maybe it is 28 Days Later. Yeah. I don't know, but it's taking a bit of time. I think they come and go in waves no matter what. It's like sort of like vampire, then zombie, then vampire, then zombie. Because I remember 28 Days Later, everyone was like, oh, man, the zombies run now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, right. As opposed to the old, like, yeah. like staggering, like, mummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also the, the idea of the walking or the waking dead, right? Oh, of I mean, course. You know, yeah, that that's... shows you that uh, of course. there's so much room in, in any kind of genre. It's not just taken up by a two-hour movie once. Mm-hmm. That's like, what, going into season three now. So, I mean, there's lots of angles and stuff, and as long as it's a it's a fun ride, which obviously the movie looks from the trailer. Now, you guys had two other films before this. Yep. You did Rock, Paper, Scissors, and then Gravy Train. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, where do you go from that to saying we want to do a zombie movie next? Was it just kind of figuring something out? Did you always want to do the zombie movie and do something else first? Good question. A bit of both. Well, we were really excited to shoot in the technology of 3D. So right. we at first thought, wow, you know, 3D would be really exciting, really new, really challenging. And at the time, no one had, you know, done 3D at all in the country. Yep. And we were the first ones. So we sort of approached it with the genre that would do well and lend itself well to 3D and also indie, an indie 3D because sure. it's a very modest budget. And Dead Before Dawn was just the perfect fit. So we thought of... And there hasn't been a zombie 3D movie before either, no, right? No, it's all new. Right? So I mean, mm-hmm. even just w- whether it's Canada or America, there hasn't been a 3D zombie movie, period. No, there hasn't. So I mean, that's also a, a nice angle too. It is. And our 3D is really immersive. It's not coming at you and launching in your face. It's very right. immersive, sort of Martin Scorsese and Pino-like Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, uh, <laughs> one Someone of the other went things. To film school. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the I questions didn't. I wanted to ask you is because you have done two other movies before, and the 3D is such a huge angle. How much of a jump is it shooting, and not to get too film geeky on it, but yeah. to go from 2D to 3D? I don't think people understand how much harder that jump is. I think the first thing you have to understand for everybody out there, the, the thing that one number one thing we we're dealing with is you're shooting with two cameras right um and they're like there's there's one that's going face forward and one that's sort of pointing down there's a mirror in the middle with a giant rig so when everything's put together we have a hundred pound rig that's about four feet by four feet right um and we have two cameras and on any set one camera can be temperamental at times sure. mm-hmm. so when you have two two of them and you're trying mm-hmm. to match up the, the zoom lenses and all that you you have sort of a prima donna on your hands exactly. so 
from the very beginning, that was number one. So locations, you can't get... We, we have a bloody Winnebago in the movie. Yeah. You can't get a four-by-foot by four-by-foot thing just in and out of a Winnebago like nobody's business. And so it, Yeah, that puppy cannot move handheld. So you're not running alongside the zombies. You know, it's slow yeah, and it's yeah. moving on dollies. and. So a lot of it was just trying to pre-plan and make sure we knew exactly what we were doing and when we got in there be like okay we don't have a lot of time to, to mess around when we're doing this and production time in general is about 30 percent slower in yeah. 3d and so how long was the, the whole, actors is different how long was the whole process because normally it's about 90 days for a feature oh. how long was yours <laughs> i wish uh 20 days yeah see all I we mean, had was 20 days yeah yeah that's the difference between a major and obviously yeah, an exactly. indie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it is possible, people out there, young filmmakers out there, it is possible. People keep saying doing a 3D film at this budget level isn't, but here we are, we're standing, and the film is in 3D, so <sighs> get out those cameras and start well, shooting. You know, the thing <laughs> is, especially in the last 15 years, anything is possible in film. It's very yeah. true. I mean, look, El Mariachi is, what, 20 years old now? And is he it made that, that for, old? I think it it's probably 20 is. years old. Oh, my gosh. And that was gosh. made for eight grand. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. It's just whether you want to take the time. I, mean, I remember books coming out five years ago, how to build dollies for, like, 30 bucks. And yeah. These, like, film guide books showing you how to shoot everything. Uh, uh, a skateboard. There yeah, we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that old technique. So it's Yeah, it's a good time to be in film and, and be an independent filmmaker. It's yeah. really cool. Did you guys always want Christopher Lloyd for this, or was it just something that you kind of shot for the stars? <laughs> and We, Christopher Lloyd, both of us love Back to the Future one of my favorite movies. Sure. And when we were writing the script, we wrote from the very beginning with Christopher Lloyd in mind for this posi- for, the, for the role he plays. Right. Um, because the role is, it's okay, it's an occult shop, and we do have that sort of like tongue-in-cheek thing, like don't break this urn, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you need to have someone that could bring a lot of magic to the role, sure. but also it had to be grounded in reality, you know what I mean? And yep. Christopher Lloyd can do that. Like he yeah. gets so big in his movies, mm-hmm. but he's still like, you believe him. Right. And so... We, we wrote it with him in mind, and we finally got it in the hands of Christopher, and when we did, uh, he, he loved the script, and it sort of wasn't easy. <laughs> what if you wanted to get the DeLorean with him? Like for that movie, uh, I think that would I'm be just saying because when we saw when we saw Christopher Lloyd at the Fan Expo, uh, it was like fifty dollars to get your photograph taken. <laughs> was with him, it really? And then it was seventy five if you want Christopher Lloyd with the DeLorean. Oh wow! And oh. I was sort of like, is the DeLorean getting a cut of this money? Like, is, <laughs> is the Give car seeing any money? Yeah. <laughs> I am a ro- yeah. Notice that the DeLorean doesn't have a it has a pretty old school robot voice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you- dreaming of the DeLorean in 3D. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, now like horror movies lend themselves uh, best to 3D because. You don't see a lot of 3D comedies. You don't see a lot of like mm-hmm. 3D drama films. Like when you did, was there anyone well, that Avatar? You... Avatar had dramatic moments. Yeah, yeah. a little in the yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you've had a lot of head injuries or something like that, or <laughs> you have a drooling bib for yourself. But I, uh, I just well, Avatar 3D was the only thing that made Avatar. If if Stand anyone saw that in two, sure. anyone saw that in 2D, you'd be like, this is a piece of shit. This looks like a, something that YTV made, you know, in the afternoon. But it's like, uh, like, did, did you have to convince anyone to for this to be three D? Because like I've heard of Chris, oh. I've heard Christopher Nolan said when it came to three D movies, he said that uh, I don't know anyone that has ever watched a three D movie and then afterwards said, "I'm so glad that that was in three D." It was. It's always a difficult uphill battle. Like choosing any film and getting any film, whether it be two D or three D, made is you know constant convincing. So when it came to three D at this budget level, it was very difficult to get people to believe the fact that it actually could happen. Right. But then we got 
great news from Telefilm Canada and the OMDC, who both stepped on board at an early age with the script, and that really helped things. And then we had our post house here, Red Lab Digital. They did the post for Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. So that also helped with uh, the 3D aspect. Well, because I, I saw the trailer for it, and I, I'm, I'm watching it going like, you know, I it looks just as enjoyable if it was in 2D. It is. The it's 2D an, it's, version's kick-ass. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> 2D is really fun. 3D, it was like, I think the thing that really appealed to us at the time is there was a major 3D movement happening um, mm -hmm. right, at the time right. when we were going into it. And there weren't a lot there, of even films, like even big-budget Hollywood films, there weren't a lot that were shooting in stereoscopic 3D. They were doing a lot of it in post. And it was getting, like, flack, you know what I mean? Because nobody was doing it properly. And right. we, we learned about this technology. We're like, well, it'd be at least really cool to try. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I there's think so many was, talented people here in Canada that the Hollywood studios had used, but yet no homegrown 3D film had been made. Yeah. So yeah. it was like Why the not? best Let's... of both worlds. Yeah. And well, I, when, when you try to, do you have to sell a movie on, uh, like on guys like Christopher Walken? Or do you find it easier to sell that movie when you have like a big recognizable star in it? Uh, like, like actually, like the sales for a movie with a big star? You yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 did I, if I said Christopher Walken, I'm sorry. I meant Christopher Lloyd. Because I saw Tim Meadows was in the Gravy Dragon Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It always helps. Of course, cast always helps. Definitely, 100%. And so does story to get the cast. So it all right. sort of catch twenty twos. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you guys first started, when you did uh, before rock paper scissors, what was the whole reason behind that? Was it a sense of because was it an idea that nothing was really happening in Canada? And I'm just projecting no, here. No, yeah, yeah. And it's like we have to make our own stuff, or we're gonna have to sit here and wait for a breakdown for some shitty commercial to come through. This is a funny. St well, no, you're, it's pretty all much right on things. what you're yeah. saying. Right. We we went to Ryerson University here in uh, Toronto, and when we got out of school. Um, we were all gung-ho, ready to be actors, ready oh, to go. Yeah. I moved and to L.A. with a backpack. <laughs> moved oh, yeah. to L.A. We were, she was down there doing pilot season, all that sort of stuff. And then literally every... Do you remember when every strike happened? Like the writer's yes. strike, Seg. the actor's strike, yeah. SAG strike. So SARS. all of a sudden... Yeah, SARS. Yeah, yeah lovely everything. SARS. People yeah. had SARS and hot dog, whatever. So all that stuff happened at the same time. And then we're like, oh, so we're never going to work. Right. So that was a point where, and we've always been into like creating our own work anyway. Right. And we're like, well, let's let's, let's just start. go for let's it. Let's just try. And yeah, I think long gone are the days where you can just sort of sit back and uh, oh, no. somebody will find yeah. me. Yeah. No. Someone will find yeah. my movie. We hear these like awesome stories from the '80s in Canada about people that are like, yeah, like my friend, he was just acting all the time, so I got into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did Those 15 days commercials in three months. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, I think I think, uh, but I think like a lot of people, like a lot of like um, like I know David Cronenberg got like. A a lot of like cor not corporate sponsors, but he would get banks to like give him money. I think back in the eighties and in <laughs> yeah. early nineties, you like there were more yeah. real, uh, like uh, corporations hmm. that would hand out money mm -hmm. to like yeah. filmmakers mm -hmm. as a way for them to write shit off. But I know that David Cronen helped out David Cronenberg quite a bit when he was uh, yeah uh, when he was uh, starting his film career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, when this movie comes out, do you guys have a, an idea of what your next film is going to be, or is it still kind of just you're just waiting to see? Well, we always have to be one step ahead. Yeah, of course. We're in the middle of writing right now. Right. Uh, we're on our first draft, and it's a thriller, an action thriller. Okay. Yeah, and so, we yeah, also have a comedy TV series on the works. So lots to come. Nice. Hopefully, we'll be doing both of those in 2013. Mm -hmm. And do you plan. think those will both be shot here in Canada, or do you think you're going to go overseas? Or uh, I we would we love shooting in Canada. Mm -hmm. We love it. We love. We've well, uh, done three here already. Yeah. So. yeah all in yeah. It wouldn't be horrible too. if you went somewhere else he did three yeah. here yeah i think i I've, I've probably the next two projects we'll probably keep here and then right. from there on we might keep our eyes open if some bigger budgeted stuff started coming through then it, it might have to go to a different place but right for now canada all the way okay and working. if people want to get information for the movie because we're just about got a minute left here let's okay. give out the information so people can go there cool april 
Uh, deadbeforedawn3d.com is okay. always a good spot to go. And then we also have a Facebook, which is Dead Before Dawn 3D. Okay. And, and then, then we Twitter. tweet, too. Uh, DVD the movie. Well, the Zemans tweet. We don't. Right. And <laughs> hey, do you have any more, like, Comic-Cons coming up or any other festival-type things? We'll that are... be all over the place. So right. The best... Wait, and we also always do video blogs for our fans and keep them in the loop of where we are and what we're hap- what's happening. So if you wanted to check out what we did at Fan Expo and the Bloody Winnebago and all the props from the film, those are all listed on our film sites. And we it's Wango Films is the company, but okay. so you can check check, check it, out, it all out. And we're updating things constantly. Uh, no, I just have a quick question. Is there any nudity in the movie? Is there no. any sex? No? None? There it's are a few teenage bums, but they have underwear on. Nobody gets topless or anything like that? <laughs> no. no. that's one thing. No classic topless in there. So any any people out there for hoping for a quick uh, peekaboo of some little boob action, no. they're going to be a little disappointed. It's so one. accessible now. No one, you don't need you to don't go need to your it in the movies, movies no. For, no. for your boobs. Uh, now, uh, uh, is the uh, the sequence of people dying, is it easy to predict in just the sense of not like, at all. hey, that guy smoked a joint, he's going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, actually, yeah, not so much. That's one part that doesn't really follow the like classic, like the next person to die. Good. It's, it's sort very of, shocking and all over the place. Yeah. Did you see, like, as a Cabin in the Woods was a movie. Like, did you see that? Yes. Yeah, and, we the did. Po- and the pot smoker, um, so, spoiler alert, but the pot smoker lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just sort of like, yeah! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, finally. Because <laughs> you think, I always think the pot smoker's the guy that should be like, what, fuck, did someone hear that? We gotta get the fuck out of here now. Yeah. You know, and I just think it's. <laughs> The paranoia would strike deep, you know, in oh, the uh, woods. Yes, yep. definitely. Whoa, 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 what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just leave now? We should go, we should go. What's your problem, dude? You know? <laughs> I'll go get some chips, and when I get back, yeah. it'll all be gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so uh, deadbeforedawn3d.com is yep. where they can go. Yep. And uh, I want to thank April and Tim. Thanks for coming by. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, guys. Yeah, share the trailer and enjoy the Zemans. All right. Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Bobby Mayer. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. It's here with Everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 13th, and uh, the music that was playing is the band that's joining us right now. A Primitive Evolution, a Toronto-based band, is here, and they're releasing a new album uh, called The Prize on Tuesday, September 11th, which is today. And they're here for us today. We have Brett, Stu, and Stephanie in the studio. Yo. Hi, Frosty. Woo! Uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, I work with these guys in the animation land. That's how I first got to know them before I knew they were a band. And then I started hearing their music, and now I know they're a band. And uh, great music, and you have an album coming out like we already talked about. And uh, when is the official release party going to be for this album? Uh, well, we kind of have two now. Right. Um, since it's TIFF going on right now, we figured it would be a good idea to just throw a party tomorrow night when the actual album is released. Right. So we're doing a party at Cherry Cola's Rock and Roll uh, on Bathurst Street, just north of Queen. Okay. Uh, and we're going to do two sets. We're going to do like a more mellow set at 10.30 and then a heavier set uh, just after midnight. Oh, so you were yeah. going to... Uh, oh, DJing? Yo, of course, you're, some tunes. you're going to have the, the... So the heavier set's going to be the later one. Yeah. yeah. That makes right. more sense. We're going to tear, tear shit up. It's so going to be good. What is your mellow stuff like? 
Well, actually, that, that song that you guys yeah. just played as the intro, that's more of the lighter side of our band. And then, would you say that's lighter? I would say it's more brooding than lighter. Yeah. Well, that's as, I guess that's as light as we can. Right. <laughs> brooding is our light. Well, because <laughs> well, I listen to a lot of your stuff, and uh, even though I'm 41, I still like to rock like anyone. But at the same time, I'm, I've kind of grown more towards the word brooding and music. Music like that, or even stuff like Elliot Brood in Toronto, if you know those guys or not. They're kind of like that kind of murder country kind of sound. Murder Which is country, more, yeah, I it's like kind of this or kind of. Well, how I, would you I, describe I, it? I, I, Elliot Brood? Yeah. I'm, well, murder country is yeah, good. You know. I just like terms like murder country and psychobilly <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. The uh, I guess one of the things that, I mean, you guys really do sort of uh, look like your sound. Does that get to, does that, do people have people said that before? Not, not like so Not so succinctly. Nicely. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now, I don't know how much this uh, pisses a musician folk off or musicians off, but like if you had to describe your music to like, uh, like if you had to sell your band to someone else and you, and someone wanted you to say, oh, we are a cross between this and this, who would you say? Mm. That's always a good one. It's... You only have two options. This and well, this. no, no, no. no. You, okay, <laughs> I'll give you three. Well, we you're say... on a desert island, and you have to describe <laughs> your band to three other bands. Well, I think the most commonly referred to us would be probably Muse. Muse, yeah. Okay, I agree Zeppelin on that. Zeppelin and Ray. No, Sabbath. Jane's Addiction. Somewhere in there. Right. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that's were they, were, uh, they were they some of your influences? Like, were there those For bands sure. that you kind of grew up with? So it kind of yeah. is natural that it kind of permeates into what you guys are. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. We get yeah. very British sounding too a lot. <laughs> this is the drummer that I, I immediately recognize him as the drummer before. <laughs> but you say you you get an, uh, a British. Uh... Yeah, people would say they get more British sounding. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, when it came, this is your second album now. I know that you had an album, and some of the uh, the songs on the new album are kind of reworked, more acoustic versions of that first album. Yeah, we we reinvented seven of the songs we did, right. and uh, kind of we we were working with our producer John, um, and he kind of brought us into his studio because they took over our old uh, our old warehouse that we were in, right? And um, my house. Yeah, which is actually Stu's Stu's warehouse and his House home slash store slash warehouse. So he was like, right. "Dude, do you guys have to be the first band to record in here?" And um, we just kind of started experimenting and reimagined the songs with him and added like full string sections and chopped them up, rearranged some of them a bit. Some of them have different structures. And then we also wrote three new songs while we were in the studio working on the album. Okay, one thing I wanted to do, because I I read a lot on your website today, two quotes that really struck me, and I I want to just kind of throw them out there so you can either defend what you say or explain what you say. (laughs) Um, No comment. The the one is, uh, fuck everything that anyone has ever told you to do. Now, that sounds kind of authoritative in itself. What about the... What about the... uh, the, Fuck everything? I mean, is there some things you don't fuck? What about for external use only? That sounds like a pretty good... (laughs) I can't drink this uh, cleaning fluid? Come on, that Uh, seems... Like a bit of a yeah, that's a, a Brett gem right just there. <laughs> yeah, we'll I think um, when when uh, when I said that, uh, <laughs> I was heavily under the influence of uh, a Lollipops? few things. Yeah, but um, 
I think maybe it, you shouldn't do press and drink at the same time. Yeah. Maybe or? Darren's told me that about doing the show too. Yeah. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. No, yeah, you, you guys hammered. Got cut off around here. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you can't interview someone who's doing a raccoon documentary and ask yeah. her the same question three times and you're hammered. I don't know about three. I did ask what's the purpose of raccoons yeah. on being on the planet in the first place. I don't think three times is three a bit times. Much, I but, think. Yeah. And the second quote I liked is uh, we like to think our music and performance as an experience that's both sexual. And thirst quenching at the same time. That one's another so I'm Brett drinking one. a Coke and fucking at the same time. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get when I hear your music? Is that? Yeah, essentially, you know, like, or a light mister on the top of the bed. Right. It's mounted there and you're getting a little mist in the face. But, uh. I hope that's all. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> How do you, how do you guys avoid uh, people sort of taking you, taking you guys like too, like, you know, when someone's. You know, starts talking about their music and stuff. Do you ever worry about like people thinking that, like, oh man, these guys are pretentious and they're going to be taking themselves too seriously? I mean, do you ever worry about like you know putting a little no. bit of humor back in your in your music or anything? I uh, think it's when people meet us, they're like, oh, this no. They know <laughs> that it's not. We're not that serious. Like some of the subject matter is more serious than other songs, um, but I've always looked at music as something that's supposed to be fun and uh, that we enjoy doing. Whether it's even about a heavy topic or something that's a little more serious, it's still meant to be cathartic in a way. So it's a release or it's fun all at the same time. Now, is there a guilty pleasure that you guys all have or make fun of each other? Like for me, like music-wise, is there a band that you hmm. rib each other about? Like these guys <laughs> always make fun of the fact they're like, the, go the ahead, Indi- The Indigo Girls. I like the Indigo Girls. <laughs> I bug Stu about uh, Bon Jovi. Okay, Stu sure. the drummer loves Bon Jovi. I'm, okay, I'm Brianna. Brianna. Obviously, you've never lived on a prayer before, so you wouldn't be making fun <laughs> of it. it. wasn't sweetheart. I think I get made fun of the most from a musical taste. Because okay. you like the most. We're we're just cynical assholes. Well, Stephen, we, what's, our, what's, our your, what's your guilty so pleasure, then? Guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know. Is it like um, Wham? Like when you were young, was it like no, Wham? No. or The theme from Reading Rainbow? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Brit- some, Britney Spears. Really? Oh, Britney yeah. Spears. There are some Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. Oh. I, even though <laughs> they're very well produced tracks, I'm it's, well, it's, 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 very, the very value. It's well produced. You have to admit that, like, I because I hear a lot of music on the radio going like, you know, what, I don't like that, but I can tell that that is good to the people who do like it. It's it's, but it is harder for me to tell the difference between shit and and genuinely good music though sometimes because I just. I the production level is so good, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, well, no, I can tell it's well produced, and I can tell that the people who like it would like that, yeah. but I'm sort of like, I don't get it. You know, it. I've never listened to Britney Spears' song, I went, that's well produced. You have a to- <laughs> Toxic <laughs> is a well produced uh, yeah, song. Oh, it is. Look at Dave name yeah. dropping here. <laughs> that's actually Sorry. one of the ones Shit, on my yo. playlist. That's how I, I just go to little strip clubs, and I figure, oh, who's listening to this? We have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> Do the strippers pick the songs here? <laughs> But and, and, Dave, and, and Dave, your guilty pleasure, what's yours? Oh, uh, like a lot of uh, Paul Williams music. Right. Um, uh, and like there's some ridiculous soundtracks and there's some 70s bubblegum sort of shit that I like too that like right. is just like so like sappy. It's like junk bubblegum. food. You always like junk food. You yeah, know? I know. I, right. I get it. But, you know, they like to make fun of me about the Indigo Girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a little weird. Political <laughs> singers, you know, trying to make a point much, in their music, but, but yeah. that's fine. I don't care what they do with each other after the show's over. It's not my business. <laughs> I think I, I think you have a scenario in your head what you want them no, to do no, with I each don't. other after no, the show. No, I don't. I have a scenario what I want these three to do after the show with each other, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but that's just that's just me, and I shouldn't go there. Yes. I believe we skipped Brett in that whole. No, shame I was gonna thing. go. Don't worry. My yeah. Okay. What's your shame? Yeah. What's your your guilty? Know. The Osmonds. What is my shameful? 
you're Classic come on. If we played a song right now, you'd sing every like uh, word to Karma Chameleon. Oh, Corey, Corey, Corey Hart, Corey Hart. <laughs> yeah, that's low. That's low. Can you name three songs? When I was a kid, I listened to a lot of Corey Hart. I'm... This explains a lot of your future. Yeah. So after after that hour was over, what did yeah. you do? How much Corey Hart is there? Well, no, it was just that <laughs> Boy in the Box record, and I used to sing to it. I was like six years old, you know. Give me oh. a break. Yeah, <laughs> ages ago, you put the sunglasses on at night, and you're like, "Fuck, everything looks darker. I got to yeah, do dark yeah. stuff now." Sitting in like a hallway with some fog. Wow. Is there one artist that, that when you do start hearing them talk about their music, and that you just kind of roll your eyes at and be like, "Oh fuck, just shut up and play." Are there any guys? Other than Corey yeah, the Hart? Black Keys. The Black, oh, the Black Keys. Keys. Oh, okay. Because I, I, yeah. I heard a Billy Corgan interview. A oh yeah, while ago. he should shut and the fuck up too. And yeah. I'm sort of like, you know what? I I like there were I Smashing Pumpkins had their moments with me, and yeah. uh, and then I heard an interview with him, just like, and this is after he stopped writing his poetry, and and but he's like the guy that I'm like. Dude, okay, we get it. We're listening to you. We like your music. Then just, but like, just yeah. shut the fuck up for a while. And, yeah, he should have done that a long time ago. I think. Unfortunately, well, that's what happens when you fire the band and just you know <laughs> reinvent yourself as another band, and then that didn't sell, and then you start the other band, but don't rehire the people. That's kind of. <laughs> well, he has his reasons. Does he? Yeah, sure he does. Well, he's got some things to work out. I think. Well, well I think the other people. do. <laughs> what he should but... do is he should listen to more Corey Hart. He should he should pull up his that socks. That should never have been told to That's... me. I thought Britney was going to be the worst. Uh, Corey Hart. I've, I, I haven't put that record on since I was a child. Yeah, but... whatever. Well, What's a new okay. one? I'm going to find you a Corey Hart t-shirt. <laughs> Next time I come into a cartoon, I'm going to bring in a Corey Hart t-shirt. What I'm going to find one. I'll get it signed, too. <laughs> nice. I will, I'll go to Montreal myself and get it signed. No, I, no, I mean, Darren felt the need to mention that he was 41, and uh, he feels that like he's out of touch. But <laughs> now, I, uh, yeah. but like, uh, like there's like legends of rock that are like turning like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are in like their late 60s do you think there ever is a point where like musicians should like like should Ozzy hang it up yeah cause I've heard some people see him on stage lately and, I think he should yeah well, cause, but then there's all these rumors of like Sharon Osbourne you know just like pokes him with a cattle prod and gets him out on stage <laughs> and, and and he's like I can't do this anymore and then yeah. but should like old musicians just hang it up well, no I no I think it's in your blood just do it until you no, die no not Lemmy Lemmy's good Yes, well, but Lemmy still brings it. You got to reinvent yeah. yourself or keep it up. I right. guess yeah. it's like when you start, when you see these guys. Even like I saw Marilyn Manson at Heavy To, and it was shit. He is so bad now; he can't even do anything up there that he used to do. Right, and it's just like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing yourself. It's like just watching them crash and burn. It's more for Painful. them. They should but just. Stop. He's almost like a parody of himself now, though. Yeah. It's sort of like because whenever, whenever I see a guy that's in like that much get up, and you're just sort of like, really, don't you get exhausted and just want to play your music? It's like a guy like Rob Kiss Zombie. Does it just all the time. well, yeah, but <laughs> Kiss was a Kiss was like a comic book joke from yeah. the beginning, yeah. you know. And they switched like they played it. Yeah, but they had, do you they, tell them you're goth at the at the the, the carnival goth. fair? Joke. Oh, well, it's just no. I like. Uh, I love this joke. Tell oh, it's just well, no. Like you know, you are you ever walking around Toronto and it gets so hot and then you just see like some like like a like a goth kid and you just think, oh man, that must just be so hard to stay in character during the hot summer months. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no black evil shorts that they can wear. Yeah. And I remember you know the, the, at the amusement park the. I remember like seeing like two goth kids waiting in line to go on the swing ride, and it's just that's the least evil ride out there. And you're just like, oh, I am the print messenger for the Prince of Darkness, and oh, I can't wait to get some uh, caramel corn and some pop, you know, and go watch the uh, fucking Royal Winter Fair thing over the in uh, bullshit arena number one or something like that. But it's just like a lot of get up, and I just I always thought I pictured Marilyn Manson is looking at his closet, just being like, oh fuck, I don't feel like it anymore, and. 
But does he still get up on stage in the in the all the wearing oh, yeah. all the shit? Yeah, and, yeah, well, he's wearing it. He's he, just not he working gave it. it right. Like he still brought a show, and I think some people still liked it. But from a listening standpoint, like it, he just can't sing and scream like. He like used it used to. to be intense and actually pretty awesome when you right. saw him, and now you're just like, "Oh, dude, what are you doing?" It's just... But I mean, what about Nine Inch Nails? I haven't seen Nine Inch Nails in years. Yeah. Are they still pulling it off with the same kind of intensity? He actually sounds better. Does he? So yeah. then, yeah, because he he got off the dope and like, it, you know, I think his substance went down, but his performance stayed on par. Right. Well, he's pretty yeah. much retired from the live music scene though now, and he's just doing like licensing, of, like he's do, writing for video games. And yeah, stuff. yeah, and yeah. soundtracks too. And soundtracks, yeah. 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 So he did, he's he did, kind of like he he evolved with himself a little better, I think, than some of these guys are. Well, he saw he did the soundtrack for the the Social Network, yep. and I remember seeing like uh, when I went to go see that movie, I remember saw Trent Reznor's name come up, and I was like, oh man, when's this going to start getting like all heavy and rock and roll on us and stuff? And then, <laughs> but it was like it was it was a great soundtrack, and mm. it's just uh, how people realize that they're also good at other stuff too. Yeah. Okay, so the new album is coming out uh, today. Uh, the prize, if people want to either download it or order it on iTunes, is it on iTunes? Yes, it'll be on iTunes. <laughs> it will be on iTunes <laughs> it's by like, the time uh, this airs. Yep. Yeah, it's supposed to be live on iTunes tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Um, and the website is? It's uh, aprimitiveevolution.com. Okay. And uh, just quickly, you know, I just wanted to ask about, there's a lot of talk about how the old model for having a band is kind of broken in the last 10 years with the way the internet has come up. How, how much has the internet helped you guys, or has it kind of been an okay tool, or has it, has it been a huge tool for you guys? We were, we were actually just talking about this last night with our uh, friends from the Birthday Massacre. Right. And um, they've had huge success from the internet. And it's also really helped us in terms of connecting with fans uh, internationally when, you know, we're working on a very small budget. Everything sure. everything we do is out of our pockets. We don't have a label. We've done everything ourselves this far. And it, it's almost at a point now where you almost don't see a point of bringing someone in to take any, Man any points. management yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of that. Course. Yeah, you're right. And... Um, it's it's a good and bad like it's a double edged sword because you also have like this access of really bad music coming and, and everything is all of a sudden accessible. Right. So it's like it's awesome for the young artists without money or or artists that have been sticking it out for a while and building their fan base themselves. And then it's also kind of bad because we're oversaturating and there's like almost too many options. There's so many bands and it's getting insane. It's hard to sift through all the shit right. to find the good stuff. But there's also the idea that now touring and, and doing live shows is now the way that bands can make any kind of money through merch. So it's kind of going back towards like a quality product where everything yeah. well, in albums before yeah. could be easily processed and easily produced and be you know foolish fooling the customer. Whereas the yeah. live show, you either you bring it or you don't. Exactly. And that's that's where I think we have a strong stand because like. No one can play live anymore. Right. Yeah. Like Auto tune and it's all garage backing, band bands. Backing tracks right. and like when you, when you guys were talking about like uh, like uh, like putting in a string section, you guys do you need uh, actually bring in musicians for that anymore, or is it can all be reproduced in it, studio? It could be. Um, well, what we actually did for this record, it was uh, Stephanie plays cello, and uh, a friend of ours plays viola and violin, and we. We multi-tracked them 
about probably six times each. Right. And that's the strings on the right. album. Um, and then when we... So it's still a live instrument. I think he was yeah. asking, do you yeah. even need that anymore oh, yeah, yeah. with Garage and all those other things? You could just add strings by pressing a yeah. button, right? You could. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain... You can do it. Like, there is some really great software, but... Right. Yeah, it's getting more and more refined, there's but a it's certain... still... You, you can hear, hear the difference when yeah. you, if, you re- if you have a really trained ear for it. Right. Like, the little nuances and stuff you can't mimic. Yeah. There's something just a little more powerful. and ex- the, the, You lose the expression of someone actually playing like a violin or a cello. Well, you know, the, the thing is that I've, I've always said the same thing about stand-up is that you, you, can have, you can sit at home and watch it on TV just like a concert with a band, but still nothing, you know, can ever take away from the live experience. And the saddest part about it all is a lot of people won't take a risk in live entertainment like they do at home. They'd rather sit at home and watch another episode of Family Guy than go just spend 10 bucks to see a band they may never have heard or a comic and be, you know, wildly surprised at how good they are. And that's that's, that's, um, the unfortunate part of the internet world that we live in. We can just download something with a press of a button. Well, some people do like to, you know, pay for overpriced drinks and watered down drinks. So then that's why they like to go out. True, Dave. I take it you don't go out much. No, <laughs> I, I go out all the time. I'm homeless. Thank you. I live in my car. Thank you very much. There we go. Uh, all right, the new couch. album. The huh? new album is called. I live the, on a couch. Yeah, but we probably have a roof too. Yeah, we have a roof. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like yeah. a traveling couch. My car. So, <laughs> anyways, go on, Darren. Uh, the new album is uh, already out. It's called The Prize. And please go to uh, primitiveevolution.com for more information. I want to thank Steph, Brett, and Stu for coming by. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, Darren. Thank yeah, you. thank you for awesome. coming down. And Dave. And Dave. (laughs) And Dave. Just remember, when it comes to hate mail, we read it first and we know where you drive. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. This is Andy Kindler, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio, in case you had no idea what you were doing. That's what you're doing. Continue to do it. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we're back from the break, and that was a primitive evolution in the studio. And Dave, we had to keep the girl at the <laughs> other corner of I the... I know. Uh, she that? was cute. She was She's very cute. She was cute, and she was involved with the dude that was... Uh, with that, Brett, that yes. talked too much. Yes. Was that his, well, I, didn't, I don't mean that he talked too much, but we, uh, we take photographs. Oh, what bullshit. We didn't even get very good photographs of... Yeah, she's standing behind the dudes. Yeah, on purpose, Dave. Ugh. Come on. She, you don't For think me? she knows? Come on. Well, Dave, Your she first should question know. Jury before know. they even came on the air. Are you with any one of these guys? That's not. Uh, that's a. That's a relatable. That's a, a pretty that's a, standard yes, question yes, for a chicken. A man. Right, you're right. Isn't it kind of right? Is someone in this band uh, touching you in inappropriate places? <laughs> I think they're appropriate places. Oh, they well, are for the, you. Well, the guy, well, the chick wasn't sure, and then the dude wasn't sure. So maybe it was. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe it was, it's worth fighting they for. Did, Dave. They didn't even seem. Ah, no, fuck that. I can't. I, I got <laughs> I got a couple of emails from uh, Speed Dating and Fan Expo. I yeah, sure let's did. talk about that. So you, we did the Fan Expo. We did went down there, hung out for the weekend, and uh, you did the uh, the nerd speed dating, right? Well, they don't call it nerd speed dating. It I was do. Just a, well, okay, you can yep. you can do that. You'll, yep. you'll be the only one that calls it that. But uh, there were you could go on the the speed dating thing with. Um, Separate genres, like you know, if right. you were really into comics, there was a comic one mm-hmm. that you could go through. With, you just uh, have, well, if you got comics in common, uh, a horror, uh, anime, 
uh, sci-fi fantasy. Right. Um, I think probably the two, I, I ask this question to a lot of people, but I think the two creepier ones would probably be uh, uh, people that are really into, guys really into anime. Right. I think that would probably freak yes, chicks yes, out. Yes, yes, But if they're the chicks are into anime, then maybe the guy, that they wouldn't be freaked out. Maybe that's all they're looking for is a, I want a guy who's into anime. Maybe. And then I think the horror, uh, guys that are really into horror might be a, kind of a, Freakish to go on a speed yes. thing, but yeah. maybe you want to get that horror thing out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, I uh, went uh, into the all genre, so you could do the separate genres, or you could do the all genre, and I did the all genre just because I knew that I couldn't bullshit my way through one separate genre that would be at the fan expo. And I got a couple. The one chick that I did like uh, though was uh, she had a cockwork. Uh, <laughs> a uh, clockwork, she, a, a clockwork orange. She uh, she had a uh, she had a clockwork orange outfit on, right? And uh, it is always and well, and she was twenty, which which you know has its own disasters built into it. Um, but uh, it's always weird when a chick likes uh, a, a clockwork, clockwork orange, orange yeah. really, yeah, because that uh, that whole does not movie does not hold back with you know with the old in out in out, right? And then, uh, but you have a story about watching uh, Evil Dead One. Yes, I watched uh, this girl I dated in high school for, for many years and almost I almost got married but the first date uh the movie we wanted to go to was sold out so I rented the Evil Dead cuz I love that movie and I'm like hey it's a funny movie and I totally forgotten the one scene where a girl gets raped by a tree which is a pretty big scene to forget and I remember It's the poster for it, the movie. Yeah exactly and so we're watching this movie and halfway through I go to myself oh my god there's this scene of a girl getting raped by a tree what am I going to do how am I going to you know say I'm not into this you know like just that one part and as I'm thinking this through my head the scene actually comes on and when the scene was when the movie started, we were sitting on a couch together, and when I kind of came back from my thoughts of what am I going to do, the scene was over, and she was no longer sitting beside me. She was sitting on a couch like 10 feet away from me on oh. a chair, like separate from me. Not a She's, couch back at her place. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I don't really like this movie that much. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's probably not the best movie. You didn't think that before putting it in? I or just, just totally forgot about that scene, and I just thought the movie is so fucking hilarious, The Evil Dead, and still, it is hilarious. It's, it, it's funny, but you think you do have to have a certain sense uh, appreciation. Humor, well, not sense of humor, but appreciation for uh, like B horror films. Yeah, and that's. I mean, a lot of the humor of it, uh, like, lies in its sort of low budget, and it's and, sort of yeah. like you know, you know, when you, when the uh, when the eye pops out of the guy's skull, and you can see the wire in it. Like that's where the humor lies, not Absolutely. even so much. And so, if you don't think that that's you know those you know the low budget uh, you know uh, fucking uh, techniques in it are uh, are funny. I don't then you know. Might I thought, you know, thing I thought you'd find it funny, and then you know we'd run off and get married. I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think. And we haven't talked in twenty years, so imagine that. It's a, well, you went out for a couple of years after that experience. Yeah, obviously, yeah. And so she got over that. I guess. Uh, I still think she held it against me. That's why we broke up. Well, I, if she was, if she, you know, if she let it lie for twenty years or something. Not, no, for however long you went out for a year or two. No, we went out for like three years or four years. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm. Well, it didn't scare her off that much. Yeah. Maybe she had a tree fetish and she didn't even know about it. But she was like, "So when are you going to bring me that near tea? This tree?" Yeah. No, I have to read into the Book of the Dead for that tree to come alive. We're not going to fucking do that. Uh, I, hope, I also, I hope I didn't uh, come across as uh, mean or anything to, to the to the horror show people when we came in. But no. it is a cliche thing of just when the old man that works in the antique well, yeah, shop no, says, "Yes, don't but, then, but but there's there's a cliche, uh, but then there's also the idea of they're playing that up. Right. And I get from the the the, the movie that they're playing that up. They know that's a way in. Yeah. And that's just a fun way in to tell their version of a zombie movie. And by having Christopher Lloyd play that character, too, it's almost like kind of a wink bigger than a normal guy. You know, that's. 
that's part of it. Well, it's, yeah, and it's like it's sort of like a lot of the times on like Shaun of the Dead, where they would be yeah. like, you know, they'd sort of look into the camera and wink of like, yeah, you know what's going on. Exactly. Here. And I, it felt strange because we we haven't had a lot of musicians on the show, but yes. even when we had those people in the studio, and uh, I made that Billy Corgan reference because I do think he's remarkably pretentious, as yes. good a musician as he might be. And uh, but you know, whenever I hear him interviewed, I just kind of roll my eyes back and just, oh fuck, I bet. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if, if one of them was going to turn to me and go like. I live and breathe Billy Corgan. <laughs> like, oh shit, sorry, dude. I don't, uh, you know, like when someone was like, hi, I've just died of cancer too. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I won't yeah. mention that. But um, they were all, they were good guys. They were fun people. I'll yeah, go, no, I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to their shit. I'll go see their movies. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I want to go see, I think we should, you know, it's September. My kids are back in school. We should go see that movie <laughs> when it comes out. Well, in yeah, November. Yeah. It comes out in November, but I think we should go check it out. I'm, I'll be because I think they're going to come back on the show. If they ever do something in the future, and I want to check their stuff out. They sure. were nice people, and that's what you do. So you had uh, you had your your uh, cock snipped off, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm going off to uh, Los. And that was the first time that that's ever happened. Yes. Have you been the, the last, last time? That's hopefully the last time. Yeah. Um, when they said that you had that uh, that fatty tissue around yes. your, uh, you, you you never asked them. And how do how do I get rid of that fatty tissue? Is it crunches or is there an exercise? Uh, no, I just I you know so. when he said there's a lot of tissue down there, I said, can I just call my wife? That's all I said. <laughs> Can we call my wife and tell her that? There's a lot of tissue down there. Uh, so she'll have to say, is it in again? You know? Have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have never been to Las Vegas. Because I'm going to Las Vegas for this uh, wedding and that's And this is your first up. time going to Las Vegas. It, it is. And, uh, are you, and are you, okay, and you're, are you single right now? Uh, yeah. Um, so that means no. Well, no, that doesn't necessarily mean no, but I just haven't had the talk with any one particular uh, person about uh, right. what's this. There's, I mean, there's a girl that I, I still wish I was uh, going out with, but right. um, things happen. But I don't. But what no, do you, what no are you saying? asking is that is because if am you're, I going to get a hooker? No, I'm not saying you're going to get a hooker, but right. you're going down. There's a whole lot of women are at this wedding. Oh, okay. You know, and people are going to get drunk, and sure. things can happen. Yeah. And you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So mm, this is the cliche. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, whether you're going down single or not single, that's a kind of fork in the in the road of how much you're going to be able to party. I'm I, yeah, for I, you. I'm not. You know what the thing is though. I ever I always find whenever I have high expectations going into any situation, it never turns out well. Right. Of course. So I'm going down there. Um, uh, not expecting to for uh, and if it doesn't any, happen, any get a sexual whore. excitement to get happen. Get a whore. I don't. Uh, yeah, whores don't really do it for me. I think I strippers. I, I think I'm finding strippers more engaging than whores. Right. Um, but I know it is illegal down there. Yeah. But uh, that still doesn't. I mean, it's illegal up here, but I guess there's ways that you can go around that. But I've never. It's I've not never, illegal anymore. It's just not legal. I've never gone through the paying for sex thing though. But I think that wouldn't excite me either. But a well, lot of people are surprised. How do you know if you haven't tried it? That it's, old thing. Well, you know, I haven't. <laughs> I've smoked a lot of. I, oh, fuck, and I can't even remember the line. Do the of joke. joke that I, I did do. the joke. I set you up on purpose. Oh, uh, you know, I've. I don't think that you need to try things to know that you're not going to like them. Right. Uh, I've smelt enough farts to know that I'm not going to like the taste of shit in my mouth. There we go. There See we how go. it works. Oh, and we weren't going to set each other up for bits on this well, show. Well, sometimes thought. when they're appropriate, it's perfect. <laughs> Were those impro That was an appropriate time for me it to was, do a, it was. A, yep. a, a feces, eat your own feces yep. joke. Okay. Well, we're out of time. Unfortunately, eat your own, not other people's feces. Your own feces. Yeah. Uh, that is the show. We want to thank Approvement of Evolution for coming by. Go to their website, uh, ApprovementEvolution.com, and also to Tim and. 
and April for coming in. Before uh, Dead Before Dawn 3D.com is the website. Also, we have new episodes on iTunes of past shows like uh, we just have the uh, the Bob Kerr and Jesse Hawking uh, from last week from last week and the uh, Albert Howell and Mike Wilmont one where he really tears apart uh, Tyler Morrison's festival, but in a good way. Right. He's he had some funny uh, yet uh, sort of. Uh, kind of mean things to say about it but he right. said it all in good fun uh and yeah and those uh, and uh, those episodes are up and uh, and photos and so go to our facebook page and mm-hmm. you can find me on twitter at davemartinworld.com did your and- voice just break did you just hit puberty when you said your website there uh a little bit yeah i think so you got vegas yeah. coming man you gotta get the puberty shit taken care of Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, well. And if anybody wants to know anything about me, ComedyHorror.com is the website. And uh, nothing really going on. In October, I'm doing a headline week in the downtown Toronto uh, Yuck Yucks. So if you're interested, the uh, third week of October, I will be doing that. And uh, that's it. And I'm going. Yeah, I'm. I'm going off to Vegas. I'm going to talk about if I if I make it back, I'll be telling all about it next week. Next week. Who do you know who our guests are next week? Uh, somebody. Some some assholes. Yeah. And uh, we want to thank, of course, Victoria, our producer, for making us oh, sound so you. great. Do you want to do you want to get on the mic and say anything? Okay. No, she, no, doesn't, she doesn't want, want to. Okay. She doesn't want to be part of this show next, anymore. Next time she'll say something. Next time we'll get her involved. I think you boys did a very good show today. Yes, we did. Thank yes. you. That was your. My manly uh, my Sean Connery impression, I think. No, that was Vic. No, it was our producer. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, that's it. Till next week. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. See you next time. <laughs>